Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, here in the month of June, we've been going back through what I would call financial planning 101 type concepts. We've talked about Roth conversions. We've talked about disability insurance. And now in today's episode, we're going to bring back another blast from the past where I have extracted some audio back from some old videos that I've done in my financial planning world all about life insurance, how I think about life insurance. And a little hint for you, uh, I really emphasize, do not get into cash value life insurance. I I list out the reasons why and some thoughts around what makes good life insurance, bad life insurance, how you're supposed to use it, and what what to do about it. So if you um, have any questions, definitely feel free to reach out to me. Otherwise, with no further ado, here is the show. My name is Dave Denniston with the Capital Advisory Group. Welcome to Financial Planning 101 Part 8. Life insurance. A very important type for physicians is life insurance. Are you engaged or married? Do you have any kids? Imagine what would it be like for your family to lose your income? How would it affect their lifestyle? How long would they be able to maintain? I have to tell you, in the last 10 years of being a financial advisor, I have seen death drastically change some clients' lives. And it's such a difficult transition time for families. The last thing that you want to have happen on top of that emotional distress is that financial distress. Now let me just say, in terms of life insurance, if you are a resident or a fellow and you are single, there's probably not a whole lot of need for life insurance for you today. Take what you have out of, from work, that's great, through the group term, but just listen to this for some education as maybe you get married or, or have a spouse or significant other at some point in the future. However, if you are a practicing physician, or you are a resident and a fellow, and you have a spouse, and you have some kids, there really is a great need to get some life insurance. Similar to disability insurance, I want you to ask yourself, how much does my family need my income? How dependent are they on it? Are you a primary breadwinner or do you have two incomes coming into your home? Also think about how much debt do I have? Consumer debt, family debt, do I have from the past? Note that regardless of the way that you're holding the life insurance, the proceeds will always be tax-free. 
that is income tax free. And also, the death benefit avoids this really expensive attorney thing we call probate. Probate is horrible, you end up having to go through three, six, seven, eight, nine months of beneficiaries squabbling over and going through the court system of how the proceeds should go. Although I must point out that once your estate is over a certain limit, every state is different. In the state of Minnesota, it's a million dollars. There's also an estate federally, five million dollars. Then you may owe estate taxes, which by the way, this does include your life insurance proceeds. So make sure you're aware of that number. Now, there are two basic ways to get life insurance. One is through work, through group term. The second is by buying it yourself. The next most common question is, how much should I get? How do I figure out? What's the right amount of life insurance for me? And there's three different methods we're gonna go over here today. Number one is debt payoff. I want you to note that most student loans, those that are backed by the federal, federal government, your Stafford loans, your Perkins loans, your FFEL loans, those go away in the event of your death. So as you think about debt payoff, you don't need to include that as part of the calculation. Check out this website below for more details. Now I want to say I suggest debt payoff as a minimal method. So at a minimum, this is the amount of debt you should have when you think about your credit cards, your home loans, all that other stuff besides student debt. Or if you have private student loans that aren't federally backed, you want to include that here too. The next method, number two here, is income replacement. So rather than thinking of your debts, think of replacing your income over a period of time. Maybe it's five years, 10 years, 20 years. A lot of that depends upon how much you've already saved. And now for a commercial break. Well, my friends, you may have heard me talking about all kinds of interesting investments the last few years. And now we've been talking stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and all kinds of traditional investments. But maybe, just maybe, you are curious in learning more about investing in land and what it is like to run a land business. Well, it would be my honor and pleasure to speak with you, guide you, direct you, and coach you through how I do the land business step-by-step, piece-by-piece to create maybe uh, something like what I've been able to do. If you have any questions, feel free to schedule a time with me. 30 minutes totally free with a strategy session. Call Robbie at 612-284-2409. Again, call us directly, 612-284-2409. We look forward to talking to you soon. And now, back to the show. A simple rule of thumb is to multiply your after-tax income needs times those years. The final method I call home sweet home. I'm just kidding around a little bit with the title, but uh, what you want to do here is you combine the first two we've talked about. So combine your debt payoff along with some income replacement. 
Now, I don't think you need to go crazy here with $5 million worth of insurance, because again, note that they are after taxes. There's no taxes on life insurance, or I should say there's no federal income taxes. There can be estate taxes. But anyhow, the whole point of this is just think of this way your debts are erased and your kids, your spouse has income for the rest of their lives or for a specified time period. All right, so now we've talked a little bit about how much insurance you should have. The next step is to understand some basic differences between term life insurance and cash value life insurance. Now one of the interesting differences between disability insurance and life insurance is life insurance gives you a health rating. This will determine your costs. The poorer you are, the more expensive the insurance will get. And this is regardless of the type of insurance, whether it's cash value, term insurance, you will get a health rating. The best possible health rating is super preferred, preferred plus, preferred, standard, and then tabled rating. So tabled ratings are the most expensive, super preferred is the cheapest. Also for term insurance, the longer it is, the more expensive it is. The shorter the term, the cheaper it is. So a 30-year term policy is much more expensive than a 10-year term policy. Let's walk through a few examples so you can help understand what this can look like in terms of numbers. I ran a $1.5 million death benefit policy for a 32-year-old. Here's what this looks like. You see how the longer insurance goes, the more expensive it's getting? Cash value life insurance is the most expensive. And that's because it's supposed to last until you're 90 years old or longer. All right, so check this out. So your health rating that we just saw also has a big variable here to play. If you have great health, then the insurance can be really cheap, whereas if you have poor health, it can be really expensive. So in this example that we gave you using a 20-year term policy, you see how it's 50% cheaper to have that preferred health rating over a standard. Although I am an admitted termite, there is a place for cash value life insurance. I addressed a couple of these scenarios and expounded on them a little bit more in my book, The Insurance Guide for Doctors. Advanced free copies will be available until February of 2014. Just feel free to send me an email if you're interested in receiving it. Lastly, make sure to check out my website, daviddeniston.com physicians. We have a lot of great articles. You can see my workbooks as well as some videos. Thanks again for watching. I'm Dave Deniston. Have a great one. Thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla.
Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast, I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.